Hello, and welcome to the Poor Man's Packers podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Krakowski. Kyle. Hello. And welcome to the show. This is our first ever episode. I'm sure everyone is very excited. Everyone's been waiting for this to come out. I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I am minority owner of the team. Um, I don't know. It's it's a great honor. Not many people have held this, but I have. So, Kyle, I know you have some special parts of your fandom as yep. well. I uh, obviously born and raised a Packer fan. Um, dad passed it down to me, and he got season tickets passed down to him from his uh, father, and so he passed them down to me, and I am a current gold package season ticket holder. Amazing. And all and all we ever hear about the gold package members is how great you guys are to have at Lambo, right? Yeah, the Twitter the Twitterverse really loves and appreciates the gold package crowds. Um, they say they're the loudest that they are. Um, you saw the off season how how much LaFleur and Rogers um, were not worried about crowd noise at all because of how loud the gold package crowds are and for for the two games right correct. for the two yep. games yeah if you don't know what the gold package is it's uh it is the second and fifth home game every year um that doesn't change uh, it's the second and the fifth so this year it is denver and oakland i'm super excited for those um yeah Wow, amazing. All right, well, let's just jump right into it. Obviously, we're kind of jumping into the game a little bit late here since there's already been a football game played. But, so Thursday night, Packers won 10-3. to um, Remember when the season was over one quarter into it and the offense didn't do anything and Twitter just blew up saying that the preseason snaps were the reason yeah, there's nothing worse than that, and simultaneously nothing better than watching a game through Twitter because you see all of the gut reactions instantly. And you had, you had a good tweet regarding that about um, about the preseason snaps, how the offense looked so sluggish. I mean, they had what negative twenty yards after the first quarter, but the defense looked as dominant as we've seen in a long time. And you and you said something along the lines of, um, "Hey, the defense didn't get many." preseason snaps what's wrong with them it's it's unbelievable because you you look at the offense everyone on offense played in the preseason except for Aaron Rodgers but those players still only had probably a handful of snaps you know the entire offensive line but you know all of a sudden you have to say wow look at the offense they struggled right right away you look at the defense it was the same freaking thing where the core players played a handful of snaps, yet they were able to jump right in and dominate. Absolutely dominate, which is surprising. I thought I thought the defense would be good, but the thing with Mike Pettin too is, and we saw it last year, is that the defense starts slow, mm. and playing Mitch Trubisky obviously helped. But the fact I, I was fully prepared, and even when we see. Matt Nagy pulling that BS like the first freaking play. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, what? I mean, what an oh, arrogant asshole. Like, like at the end of the night, like I'm getting ready for bed, and then I look on Twitter again, and then it's like, oh, that's right. They opened the game with this 
three running back, whatever. I think L. Michaels called it wildcat. Yeah, wild. Eat, eat. Well, no, because they when they broke but, the huddle, it was wildcat. Okay. Like, like Mitch was lined up as like a wing T yeah, almost. When I looked up, Mitch was behind, you know, in the shotgun. Yeah. So I was like, this isn't. Are you, maybe maybe that maybe L. Michaels saw what was coming and he realize Mitch Trubisky isn't a quarterback, but more so a running back that happens to throw the ball every once in a while. Maybe that's what it was, because he knew he couldn't throw. He right. saw what was going to happen. And that was pretty evident. But anyways, starting with that play, and then literally nothing after that, but I was expecting that type of exotic offense. They were going to march right down the field, go up seven rip, and then we kind of yep. play catch up. I mean, that's been yep. the Packers' game for the last... Two, three Two years. years. Yeah, it's usually just playing from behind. But yeah, defense was good. Offense, terrible from the get-go. The running game. Let's, I guess, we'll get, obviously, I'm pretty ecstatic after the game. But let's get the negatives out of the way with the offense. Because the running game, once again, putrid. <laughs> yeah, um, I mentioned that the the first play for the Bears was just, I mean, just such an arrogant move, I feel like. Um, but on the flip side of that, I think um, the very first play of the Matt LaFleur era, era on offense was, I honestly think it was like a hat tip to Mike McCarthy. Do you remember what it was? They did that little toss play that is ran between the guard and tackle. It's like, what, what, is the, the, what is the purpose of the toss there? This is one thing that I was wondering, and um, I'm, a, I'm a nerd loser. I <laughs> listen to slash watch just about every press or post-game news conference and, um, and even post-training camp or post-practice. Mm-hmm. But they've been uh, a lot, I've heard a lot of people ask LaFleur, you know, kind of sarcastically, well, you know, what's the first play going to be? What's the first play going to be? Because, you know, First time being head coach, blah, blah, blah. But then after the game, someone asked, hey, was that uh, the Packers sweep? You know, the classic. The signature, yeah. The signature Lombardi, like that's what the Packers are known for. And it was funny because a reporter asked LaFleur that, and he was confused. He did not know what he was talking about. He did not know what the guy was talking about. So I don't know if that was... Maybe just after the game, not knowing, you know. This was after the game? Right after the game. You got asked that? Right after the game. But (laughs) it's funny how, you know, this narrative was already, wow, look, LaFleur is already playing homage to the history of this team. And then they ask him about it. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But that's one thing with the starting offensive line through the preseason that I did not like seeing is that the run blocking, which is the whole thing that LaFleur has been preaching since mm-hmm. he took since he got here is that it's going to be a run first team and yikes i mean it's obviously the bears but nothing well up front like you said and that i think that's very very important to acknowledge is that and i already mentioned this to you i think that bears front seven in in terms of across the league they're number one and i think second place is is there's a huge gap between that that front four com- combined with the speed and strength of their linebackers is just insane and i think um thank god we don't see them again for i don't know when they play the bears again th- is it it's one of the last three games, is it this december sure. game yeah i think is it the vikings and the bears at the end Whatever. yeah i think it's like three of the last four opponents are north and ironically enough two of the first three are north but um yeah i just think like back to my original point i think that bears front seven is is the best in the league. 
Um, and I don't, I don't think there's a close second. Yeah. And, and back to that point that we kind of alluded to at, at the opening with everyone just hopping off the offense right away. There is literally not a worse way to open a season. And like I said, the head coaching on, era. Yeah. Yeah. But going into soldier field against the best defense in the league, opening up the season, you are a first year offense and wow, you happen to struggle. You th- what, 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 what do we think it is? The Bears' defense or the fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't have snaps in the preseason? Because the, the <laughs> pe- people, it seems like the head coach, the players, you know, Aaron Rodgers, all say, I don't think that helps. But it's, you know, the blog boys on Twitter, oh, my God, hey, I know more of what you need than you <laughs> think you need. Classic. Because in Rodgers said it all along, and it's one of the reasons why he didn't like the um, the joint practices they held, is because when you're in these competitive games or matchups before the season, you're not showing anything. Right. And that's mostly you know on on defense too, and that's what Rodgers is talking about. So you're not getting any type of experience being out on on you know an actual football field in the preseason running these plays when in practice. You know, Mike Pettin is running exotic looks and blitzes and all this. When you're playing in the preseason and in these practices, it's just vanilla BS. Yep. So what are you really getting out of it? If if you're a rookie, maybe you need to get that first game experience under the big lights. But, or you know, and catching up to the speed of the NFL as opposed to college. But all this talk, it's just, I, I could not get over that. Yeah, and I think... You know, I don't think it's fair or right to completely discredit the importance of preseason snaps, Um, you know, but it helps that Rodgers has, you know, very strongly said he doesn't need them. But there is there is a point where, yeah, there's timing and there's there's a live feel to it. And, um, you know, you're you're seeing uh, other colored jerseys, I guess, to be cliche. Um, And yeah, there's there's so there's preseason reps are not completely useless in terms of timing and just having the live energy and but like he said he said he appreciates practice reps way more because and you mentioned the they the playbook's wide open they can actually do whatever they want and right. get all of the uh plays in and and installed that they are comfortable with and they're they're not going to obviously do that in the preseason and next next thing, if we're still just beating beating the offense down, mm-hmm. Rogers, I still think he's got the yips in the pocket. I know it's the Bears and it, you know, it's the first game of the season, blah blah. But it's this, he's not. He's just always, he's never sitting that back foot. And I I don't know anything. I'm just you know I never played football yeah we're not we're not quarterback gurus per se but um but close yeah but the yeah the footwork I mean you can just tell like you don't even need to be um like a huge football fan I feel like even the casual fan could if you were to show like a throw from Rodgers with some of the footwork he had and it just it looks off it looks awkward a little bit um, so yeah, that's worrisome, and I know, and we both know. I think everyone knows that it's uh, you're treading in dangerous waters when you criticize 
12 uh, to Packers fans. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit I'm part of that. I, um, wow. I refuse to take any criticism for him. He's the greatest quarterback to ever live, but Thank you. Um, I'm not an idiot too. There's, there's, it's oh. a little worrisome that, um, that the, the footwork and throws, I mean, on the touchdown pass, that, it couldn't look Dude. more awkward. Dude, that's one thing about this game. We, if we didn't have that one drive, literally that one drive, and the two things that that made the drive successful was that throw to Marquez Valdez Scantling, which that that was the start where I'm like, oh, yeah, because you 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 see that and it's like, okay, here's Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna he's gonna just right in the cork, of, uncork it, and yes, just... and then. Marquez had to kind of come back for it, and it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not used to seeing that. But then seeing this, and we talked about this beforehand, that Ross, yeah, whoever, courtesy of Ross Uglum, Uglum, yeah. I'm I sorry know. if you hear this and yeah, I butchered I'm, your I'm name. I'm sure everyone's going to be listening to this. Um, <laughs> but he, and this, I think it is Rogers because as great, and we all love it, love Aaron Rodgers. He is an arrogant person, and it's. You can't be as good as he Watch is it. at Watch quarterback it. and not think very highly of yourself. Exactly. And especially last year when all when all the talk in the league, aside from like, you know, the Patriots winning again, blah, 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 was <sighs> Patrick Mahomes and the no-look pass. So what Rodgers, what it looks like did on this play, I believe it was Geronimo or maybe it was Devontae, but he was running to the left pretty deep. And Rodgers is just staring him down. And his hips and feet were pointed towards that. And yeah, literally just dragged four defenders with his eyes and hips. And just brought them all the way. And that freed up MVS. God, that was such a, that was such a great video. Shout out to Ross. But that does that angle. make me feel better because it's like, all right. He, was, he wasn't angled that way. He can probably still chuck it that far. But when you're not positioned correctly, it's like, okay. Yep. Like, Thank God. It's almost like he like changed his trajectory like in the middle of his windup. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Yeah. And so yeah, going off of that, uh, that obviously that drive is the highlight. Is that's yeah, it? The, the that's hi- all we had. Yeah. Of, in terms of offense, and um, with that, it's it's sort of it's a little dangerous for me personally as a fan because now, and I said this to you, that play was. Uh, four plays, I think like 74, 75 yards, and about 70 seconds. So now every single time that offense steps on the field, I'm going to think, not only think, but believe and expect them to do that at any given moment. Right. Because it, it was the first play was, was that the first play of the drive, that MVS bomb? Um, man, I do not remember. Either way, like it, the first, or maybe – can't remember if they ran the ball but either way it was yeah I think that was the first play because the play action was beautiful there was a jet motion they handed off the or they mm. they faked the handoff up the middle and then faked the jet sweep and just perfectly executed and like we said well, dragged the defenders to the left and bombed it the, the biggest thing and this is what maybe it's part of the no look whatever we're probably harping on this a little too long but well, 20, I mean, it was 2013, 2014, Aaron Rodgers, he's hitting Marquez and Strider, and it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, that should have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing about that play for me. But And then another thing, 
How about the tight ends? Mercedes Lewis, Wilde, uh, Jason Wildey harped on this a lot. Mercedes Lewis, who's a player that I was looking forward to last year just because he's a decent all-around tight end, a blocking tight end, which this team did not have for a Such while. Such a large human, too. Yeah. It did nothing, nothing for us last year. Just a waste of money. And that's, I think, MM is, is a big... Uh, blame for that do you see what mercedes said yesterday Mm-mm. he said it's nice to be in a tight end friendly offense oh That's so it's like yeah that, that it, mccarthy's already taking shots you know yep. one week into the season because he um kendricks was talking he talked to gutenkunst before signing because he was surprised that they even wanted him back because he didn't because it was like what did i even anything. do here last year and that's back to what wildy was talking about uh Mercedes Lewis had two catches on on uh, Thursday, and I believe he dropped a third. Oh my! I, and that third he dropped, it, and that that's why, like I think, the yips are the yips for Rogers because that throw that he dropped, it was the only place he could have caught it, and it was because he was covered perfectly, and it was anyways. Back to your point. Yeah, how, how my bad. You throw us off that. My much. bad. It was just again. I just love Aaron Rodgers. So but much. if he catches that, that would have been three catches. Finished with two. He had three receptions all of last season. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, wow. So that that's kind of where we're at. And then it's Robert Tanyan who had the one nice catch for nice. 22 yards. And yep. Jimmy Graham. The, honestly, the one of the biggest things he did in the game was that pass interference. Mm. It was that which I thought that was led to attack at the time. That led to three points, right? Right. Because yep. the jump ball, like we said, that was scary. That I, As soon as Rodgers was – throwing that i'm like where is this going because yeah because off his hand it didn't have like you didn't think it was it was one of those where it was just going to sail out of the end zone it when it left his hand it was like oh this is going this is this is going to be a jump ball yes and it was yeah that was pretty terrifying but um and a lot of people just love to say oh that was so lucky but i and i mentioned this to you right after the game like people bitch about him throwing it away and taking hold on to the ball too long. This is why we're paying Jimmy Graham ten million dollars for jump balls like that to just go up and get it. And God, did that DB get bitched? I yeah. don't even know who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say because I was, you know, for once actually very surprised with the take that you had about the Packers for that because I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> with Jimmy Graham, everyone's been so and well, just that play where I'm like, God, that is, I don't like seeing that. But you. Along with that as well, one, that's what he's. Th- that's what we paid him, well, well overpaid him for is to make those 50-50 mm-hmm. balls, whatever catches in the end zone. But on top of that, it's nice to see Rogers start the season taking risks Actually, instead of those throwaways. Yep, exactly. Because on it, yeah. Because now that I'm thinking about it, last year he probably would have just sailed the thing out of the end zone, mm-hmm. just chucked it, so there was no well, chance. It would be he'd look. Nothing, and then you look at the flats, nothing, and then you just run out of the pocket, throw it away. Yep. That's just yep. how it's been. Because we're not paying, again, we're not paying Jimmy Graham to create three yards of separation on his routes. We're paying him to go up and get those 50-50 balls exactly like that. So Especially with his legs, what they are now. I don't know how old he is. What, 30? 31, I think. I think he's 32, maybe. Yeah. But, and it's just, God, it just looks so... He's just laboring when he runs. It's it's hard to watch. That's but. one thing um, Wildy brought up, too, about, um, God, I almost said Lance Kendricks. Um, Mercedes <laughs> Lewis. Um, 
is how he looked spry. That's one thing a lot of uh, of the guys on the beat were saying last year is how Mercedes Lewis was sluggish, and he did say too he lost weight. And I mean the the couple catches he had, it's like oh okay he can move enough for essentially your sixth offensive lineman, mm-hmm. which is what he is. But yeah, I'll just wrap that up quick. Offense, room for improvement. Running game, yeesh. I mean Aaron, Aaron Jones, it's like. I'm so high on him. If I feel like if he stays healthy, he's a top five runner in this yes. league. But that is huge. That's like you know saying Kevin. You know we're gonna have a top five defense if Kevin King can stay healthy. Oh God, that. Let's let's save our Kevin King takes. But oh, buddy, I'm excited for him. Anyways, Aaron Jones. Yeah, he didn't. He had the. I I can't even say he had a little room. He it was it was suffocation all night. Um, but it did seem that when he was able to wiggle a little bit, he I just I love the way he runs and the way he falls down, if that makes sense. He just seems to fall no. down an extra yard or two. No, you're right. That that was because um, I'm only 27 years old. But the one thing that I that it we had such a long break with having a decent running back since like Amon Green, we had Ryan Grant and stuff. Do not disrespect but, Eddie Lacy like that. But when we had Brandon Jackson for a while oh my there God. and then we get James Starks, James Starks, whatever you want to say about him, he, he always fell forward. And I guess with Aaron Jones, it's weird to see, cause he's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. He re- he's like that Jamal Charles kind of smaller, but yeah. quick build, but he's still somehow a, he always falls forward. But yeah, I mean what he had the nine yard run and that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was about. Did, did you see Jamal Williams? Like two and th- oh my god! I, did, no, his I, stat line. I mean, I I like. Well, he was, was like he was pretty was good out of the six backfield. Six carries, zero yards. Five carries, zero yards. And then, but he did have a couple nice catches for yeah. chunk gains. But well, that was huge. The the Brett Favre play. Brett Favre play. Rogers was chased out of the pocket to the left. He was going to get absolutely clobbered, and he underhand. Oh just, yeah! While he was yeah, that was nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, running backs got to improve. Offensive line got to improve. But it's the Bears, tight ends. I mean, shoot, that was the most productive tight end game we've had. Do we have one even last year that was half as? Nothing. Yeah, we had like Robert Tony had a sixty-five yard touchdown or whatever yep. it was against the Seahawks. Yeah. I think that was about it. Yep. But I loved seeing those uh, those little jet motions with the tight end play action out to the flat hope we see a lot more of those those always seem to a kill us or they used to kill us on defense and b i just feel like it's always open except leonard floyd i remember he had a nice nice play on um, when we tried it we probably had already run it two or three times before that point so floyd sniffed it out but i think those are great great chunk plays i was gonna say when when we started and talking about the first play of the game being a homage to uh, Mike oh my McCarthy, I I thought my first thought was uh, five yard tight end out. That tight end flat, yep. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, we almost we almost turned the ball over from that off his because well again oh, this goes yeah. back to a little a little and there's they another throw the with the yeah with the yips where it's just like I mean again we're not quarterback gurus but. Is that really that difficult of a throw? And a big part of it is he seems to throw it before he even has a grip of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like he, it, the snap, like it's less than a second from snap to throw. Yeah. Um, so that you know that increases the degree of de- 
difficulty, you know, way higher. But and similar to that was the under the two minutes um, when Amos picked it off. Is it Amos or Amos? We need to get that it's, straight. It's, it is odd because when I hear I've people heard... say the name, it's always been Amos. But then you get to the you know Sunday night coverage NBC for Thursday night football, and they you know say their name in their college, and he says Amos. I'm like. I've heard, yeah, multiple reputable people that would, that would, you know, seemingly know, call it both ways. Anyways, after his pick, when they had the two, the two minute drive where they, I mean, realistically should have just ran the clock out. Um, They ran it on first down, but then that the, the play on second down to MVS, where again, it was, he snapped it and there maybe not even a half a second passed before the ball was out of his hands. And it was just behind him and right at his feet. And it's just like, that just seems like a layup for 12. Mm-hmm. That is it's, it's a little worrisome. The, the consistently last year and the year before, at least when he, I mean, I don't know what you can even say about that year, but it's just, you know, it's always used to be right there. And now he's not as consistent as he used to be. I was going to say this. Adrian Amos, why don't you just go with Amos? If you're saying Amos, it sounds like anus. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. All right. I like Amos. Yeah. So this is an Amos podcast. Yeah, we are pro-Amos, anti-anus. There we go. he's so good. Anyways, ooh, good transition. So I'll, yeah, and to transition into that more with, with the offense, obviously it's struggled, and I've been harping on this since the end of the game. The defense looks pretty good, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But right now, which obviously we're not too far into the season, you know, one game. One down. If Aaron Rodgers can figure it out, like we've said, he's off, the offense is off, be it they're playing the Bears. If Aaron Rodgers can put together a competent offense – Oh, buddy. I mean, what could this be? Oh, buddy. What You you look over the last decade or two decades, the highest-ranked defenses that the Packers have had. In 1996, we had the number one defense, won the Super Bowl. What, yeah, okay, that's right. When we won in 2010, we had think... another top five defense. Oh, yeah, that's Bowl. right. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. And every time we have a good defense, you look you, – the offense is usually what you can always bet on. And even in 2014, we had a good defense, and we should have been in the Super Bowl. We won't go into I mean, that too much. Ladarius, Ladarius Gunter, the guy who's probably unemployed right now or I don't know, on a practice squad or a special teamer, was our cornerback one in an NFC championship game. And Dom Ki- – Dom – Capers was our D coordinator. I just think, and I well, you're 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 beating around the bush here. Ladarius Gunter shadowed Julio Jones oh in an God. NFC Championship game, and God, we're I mean, we just keep getting on these tangents here. That's the one thing that I have loved about what Goody has done since taking over this team. When he took the team over a year ago, the biggest need on the team was the secondary, getting talent back there. And you look, and even starting last year, an immediate change, an immediate impact already 
huge improvement. Now yeah. that was year one. The biggest thing he had to fix was that. Now we're looking at year two, and he's moved on from Clay and Perry, who started as our edge rushers. Yep. Onto this. And Smith that was the Brothers second biggest Perry. need. Once again, it's it was a weakness, and now it's looking like a strength. A Obviously, legitimate it's early, strength. But uh, yeah, because um, I this is another. I believe um, Tom Silverstein from the uh, uh, Packers News said that uh, in about a hundred snaps, you know, the Smith brothers had a total of three sacks. Nick Perry and Clay Matthews combined last year, over a thousand snaps, had five. Oh my goodness. I, wow. I knew um, That's where we're Nick at. Perry. Yeah, I know. I, I did see that Preston Smith already, or maybe it was, no, I think it was Preston, already matched Nick Perry's sack total from last year. Yeah. And he, it's just he was like, hurt, but. what it was he? How long? Well, I mean, he, he, he played like eight games, didn't he? He limped into the season and then got hurt, you know, because he didn't he didn't do anything all training camp. He was still banged up. Yep, yep. And I mean, and that and that's going into the season two. What I what I've been harping on is Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, where starters last year. Clay Matthews is going to play a lesser role for the Rams, and Nick Perry isn't even in the league. He, he doesn't have a job. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just insane. Yeah. So let's just hop directly into the defense now. Whoa. Whoa! Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's the best way to put it, really. It's um, it's staggering to me to finally see a defense that is always around the ball. That's pe- like I've seen other fans, you know, just saying, "Well, it was all Mitch Trubisky. It was all Mitch Trubisky." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky isn't as bad as he was. I don't think he's well, as bad as he played on Thursday as he actually is. I don't think our defense is as good as it well, looked on Thursday. But I mean, we are always around the ball. I can't. I can't. I mean, how many times watching Dom Capers' defense was it just like broken plays? And you know, I I feel like receivers catch would catch the ball twenty yards downfield on on like a post, and no one's and the there. Ne- yeah, the nearest no guy there. is eight yards away. Yeah, and they just run out of bounds. It's like yep. okay, well, that was a sick play. But uh, that we I mean, we touched on the Smith brothers. I I saw today on Twitter. I believe they had a combined twenty pressures. The, oh, I saw sixteen. But even even then, sixteen or twenty pressures I, on you know, the two. Now I think you're right. I think it was sixteen. Yep. I mean, that's. I would love to see the combine, the combined pressures for Matthews and Perry last year. Because for the whole year, I mean, that might be. One one thing, um, and this is why I was very optimistic going into this year with Petten as the defensive coordinator, is um, very quietly, maybe up until the end of the year, Packers had it were top five in sacks for the majority of the season. Thanks, Kyler Fackrell. Which you which you would not think because it it was guys like Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martin, but it's coming from all different directions. Petten just sends everything at you God. seeing yeah seeing like the clips uh post game of the pre-snap like disguises and the alignment of the d-line and linebackers just must be miserable for a quarterback how it's just got to be so difficult and exhausting to set the right protection because i mean the first sack the 
Blake's Blake Martinez when he shot up the middle, he was untouched because they I mean it looked like we were sending mm-hmm. seven. I think we only sent it up like four, and yeah, he was he lined up right over the center and did not get touched. I mean, what was it? I don't think it was fourth at third and short when Kenny just went right past the yeah, the, and the Amos and Amos was there to to. It, it was just well. Well, that's the other thing, too. With As great as our defense was, we need to give a ton of credit to not only Mike Pettin, but Matt Nagy. I mean, what was that dude doing? You're going you're gonna to put the ball in Mitchell Trubisky's hands, was it 45 times? I was going to say, yeah, 47 is what I think it was. I think they ran it 12 times. That's just irresponsible. And yeah. David Montgomery with – did he even get a carry in the second half? I think he had one. I don't know. I know he had a big, a decent catch of – decent catch for a good pickup but i mean I and i know you're paying uh mike davis three and a half million dollars so you want to you know get him some touches but what the hell was that i mean obviously I'm as as fans yeah we're, <laughs> this is this is great for us but it was just like what are we watching matt nagy i think i think he just he outplayed himself he out mm-hmm. outthought himself yeah so once again, defense obviously phenomenal. Three points. I can't. Did we have a sh- no, and have a- and the three points that they came from was was a six play like twenty yard drive. Mm. So you can't even give them that three. The defense was just unbelievable. It it's such a foreign feeling as a Packers fans as a Packers fan to have the defense step out on the field and feel like confident and good. Usually. When the defense would step out on the field, it's a great time to go uh, grab a beer or whatever because you know that drive is going to end quickly. Yep. And I um, talked about this earlier with you too. Once we scored that touchdown in the second quarter, I did not think we were going to lose that game, period. Yep. You know, once w- that is all we needed. Uh, in the fourth quarter, when they got to the 50, I was like, Oh, uh, well, they might get a touchdown, but even if they do, I felt a lot better we about Aaron Rodgers yep. than Mitch Trubisky when he hasn't done anything. So that was very reassuring. Up, up, that, up to that touchdown, the Bears had already had, what, three or four, maybe five drives, and they had mm-hmm. went nowhere. So, yeah, it was nowhere. right as soon as they scored that, it was just like now we just we keep playing defense and we should be fine. Remember, remember the uh, first and 40? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Everyone was talking about like third and 40. I'm like, first, first and 40. There was, first uh, what and was 40. it, like two holds and then a uh, hands to the face? Something like that. And they were they were on like our, our yeah. 40 or 45. So yeah. they were within striking distance. And just one bad play after the other. Which, and that that's another thing where it seems, well, hopefully – those days are gone of I just remember those third and longs I I felt better I remember feeling better about getting stops on third and four than I did about third and 14 it just seemed like yes it was so easy to pick them apart in previous years of when it was third and 12 and they would just run like a seven yard hitch and the coverage would be way too soft and they would just make two guys miss and and it, it did happen again that's the classic Aaron Nagler you know throw away the three-man rush because yep. that's, I think, what they converted two or three third downs. One of them was a third and decent long. And it was a three-man rush. They dropped eight rush. into the zone, and they yep. still picked it up. So, yep. And that was, I think that was early in the game, so I'm like, oh, gee, not this again. Mm-hmm. But 
they god did they step up that defense man yeah defensive line solid i mean kenny clark is just wrecking havoc Mm -hmm. the edge guys great uh rashawn gary only played six snaps but he he did show up i saw he got he got two pressures i mean that's a (laughs) that's percentage wise that's a pretty good pressure rate it's it's funny how all preseason because we didn't see much of the offense or defense. One of the big things was oh my god, Rashawn Gary. First he looks okay, then he then people are like oh my god, he's terrible. And then the big thing is wow, how does Gary look? How does Gary look? We get to week one, do play six snaps. Okay, let's let's wait. I mean we it's it's nice. It's pretty crazy that we have a guy who had eleven sacks last year, and he is fourth in the rotation. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just. Yeah, that is, and that's a testament to that's a testament to Goody. Like you said, he came in, biggest need was secondary. He fixed that up right away because Jair that was that his first pick yep. ever. <laughs> what a what a great first pick! And then now the second year in, but not only need, that, pass um, rush with, with Jair and getting Jair. What which depending on how you look at it, I wanted Derwin James in that draft. We moved back. I think everyone did. get Jair, yep. but because we do that. We get Darnell Savage this year. Yep. You know, so yep. that worked. And why don't we just go right into that with the safeties? We talked about Amos, Anus earlier. <laughs> um, pick, that was pretty cool. Be it, that's like a haha Clinton Dix type of INT where it's like, okay, that kinda was gifted. just a terrible throw. Kind of gifted. Terrible yeah. throw. Well, I mean, you see the thing with Tremont? Is that you look at, yeah, and you. If you yeah, if you don't know any background, you just watch the play. You think, oh, that's I mean, that's a dumb decision, dumb throw. But after the game, we find out that they had ran that play. I don't know if it was on that same drive. Yeah, I think it was I think on it was that the same play drive. before, or it was a couple play plays before. before. So and Amos was like, I I he knew their alignment. He knew the formation they were coming off. He they were going to run the seven route, and sure enough, they he told Tremont that, and Tremont followed him and. Maybe maybe interfered a little bit. When I saw it, I thought maybe Tremont maybe was a little little too accidentally physical, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, Amos read it perfectly. Trubisky gifted us because he did not take his eyes. I mean, I think he was looking at the route mm-hmm. before the the ball was even snapped. He just stared at it the whole time. And I mean, Amos it was play. for. Last year, Mitch Trubisky, second-year quarterback, first year in a, I still think, Nagy, pretty pretty good offense, at least a good offensive mm-hmm. line. I mean, imagine if, imagine if like, Trubisky played for the Cardinals or something from last year, Woof. like how, how even worse it would be. Woof. But um, what was I getting at here? Oh, it was very nice that Chicago did that favor for us where we were kind of him and Han, what is Mitch Trubisky after last year, but they opened the season – bring in Jay Cutler for the game to be there for the passing of the torch. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, Jay, th- thank you so much for being what you were to the Packers. and Bringing that same energy you always did. And now it just rubbed right off in the <laughs> Right, oh. right. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, Andy, so Andy, uh, Andy Herman had a good tweet. He's like, uh, you – you're not you're not quite in Jay Cutler territory yet, but you've you've uh, been placed in a special place in our hearts, Mitchell Trubisky. Thank you and good night. Soon. And that was Soon. and and that was uh, a question I think a lot of people were asking themselves: Is is this defense this good, or is no. Trubisky just this bad? And I I just it's, think it's it's, it's a little bit of both. It has a little to be. bit of both. 
because, I mean, teams are not going to just score three points. That's not going to happen a lot, which that, that makes me wonder, you has sure? that ever happened in Rodgers' career? Like oh, yeah. three points? Oh, yeah. It's got to be well, less we, than a like he, he talked about it post-game, too. Is, um, I don't know if it was when we won this. No, it was um, – I forgot what game it was. We did beat the Bears before 10 nothing, and the year that we won the Super Bowl, too – um, we beat the Jets like oh, yeah, six to three, three or right. nine. Yeah, the, or the the Bears game. I meant the ten three was that, and I think that it was, was ten, it was ten nothing against the Bears, and I think it was like three to six against the Jets. That yep. was the Howard Green revenge game throwback. I don't even know. If yeah, but remember. those were both, those were both twenty ten, right? Which is the um, Super Bowl year. I maybe yeah maybe I still Rodgers. This and this this team is gonna the this team is gonna keep. Applying pressure and the turnovers are just gonna, they're gonna. I mean, we should have had four picks. Yeah. Which you can always say that, but I mean, three Kevin for King. sure. You could argue there could have been a fourth. Um, that Kevin King one, he that probably would have cribbed it. Mm-hmm. Um, that Savage one. Yeah. I mean, well, he, with Savage, this is gonna just sound like a Homer take. He's so fast. And he just runs right to the ball. I'm like, well, I couldn't. You're running too fast. You can't catch. Yeah. You can't run towards a ball and catch it like that. I don't know. Someone, <laughs> someone had, someone showed an angle from, from the defense's perspective, and mm-hmm. he literally was a combination of so fast and so, um, I guess, instinctual that on that on that play he almost picked he broke on it so fast that he had to slow down mm. before he got there because he overshot it so much cuz he broke on it so quick and i just think and i and i mentioned this to you i've <laughs> i've seen enough i know i'm a homer i'm not ashamed Thank of you. it but i've i've seen enough he has it he is going to be a player i mean that debut it, it it just couldn't have gone better. He was, I was everywhere. I will say this. Still very early. There was once a safety we had, um, I, and I remember there was a lot of hype. Oh, early God. draft pick. I think I know. I remember even in recently, I looked back, at, I was just searching on Twitter, and it was Mike Daniels who was talking up. He's like, I oh, think this God. guy's going to be a real force for us. Yep. He came in and against the Bengals his rookie year. Oh, okay. Blew up. Blew yep. up. He was great stopping the run. Was that that game? Josh Jones. Yep. So, be it. I mean, that's. Oh, I like. De- I like Devonte saying because Devonte has talked him up a lot throughout yep. training camp. He's, Jamon too. Yeah. So I like that. And I like how they're saying <laughs> this is be it with Josh Jones and obviously Mike Daniels, more of a hitch in the mouth kind of guy. That's what Josh Josh Jones would be. Mm-hmm. Well, Tremont and Adams have said his professionalism. He knows how to be a pro. Absolutely. Not what Josh Jones was. That is the biggest reason. I mean, how often after he got cut, Goody said, yeah, he didn't fit. He didn't really fit the offense and he didn't really fit the locker room. I mean, yikes. That is not a good, you know, leaving shot there. He said, he said, it's like you say that. And then he also said, I think um, Josh is going to have a nice career in the league. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yep. And that, like, it, I struggled with it. It didn't make much sense to me, but. When you when you yeah when you factor in everything with the locker room and the off field stuff and the trade request, it he had to go. It it wasn't going to work. But 
like you mentioned, you mentioned that Bengals game. I was at that game, and I just remember that's why it's it's hard for me to to come to terms with because being at that game, he was everywhere. He had I should look up his stat line, but he had like nine or ten tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack. Um, maybe a couple pass breakups. And I remember, wow, we got another player on defense, finally a playmaker in the secondary. And But then after that, he did nothing with it, nothing. Maybe he just got complacent and his head was too big. But it just – that will never make sense to me how he was he's, never he's put more, together. He's more talent than anything else. Yeah. He's always relied on his talent, and that's just what it's been. And maybe this is a good segue because you know who he met with. Uh, two two NFC North teams. I'm he pretty sure. With the Vikings, actually, we're not going to segue now because we have one more important thing to talk about this past game. Special teams. Yes, finally, my favorite part. J. K. Scott. Now, MVP. MVP. using a sixth round pick MVP. on a puncher, especially last fifth. year. Fifth. Sixth. Fifth. No. Nope. Look it up. No. Nope. I'll bet you a hundred dollars. You guys hear this? Hundred dollars to fifth round pick. Hundred dollars. I'm not gonna bet it, but I'm still pretty sure it was right. a six. Look yeah, it up right now. Anyways, so J.K. This Scott, guy's such an idiot. I don't have some stats on him, but what it was like, he had I believe three to four. I was wondering in the days of uh, uh, Mass Day, he might have gone like a season with having five pinned in like the ten, and I feel like J.K. He just did that in one it, game. It was like, you know, right right there, every yep. every single punt. Um, the biggest thing for me is watching that game. That That's almost what made me the most nervous because all this game was was a field position game mm-hmm. is J.K.'s got a boot, and he obviously showed it off. But the thing that was the problem for him last year is it would be boot, boot, shank. Mm-hmm. And that fourth quarter, I, w- I was like, the defense is going to hold up. But, man, I was getting ready for that shank. shank. Yep. Did not happen. Yep. And, I mean, he saved his best for last. That last one yeah. when we went three and out when after the pick. And Pat McAfee had, God, he's got the great, the best special teams breakdown. But that leg extension, and he absolutely boomed it. It was it was so funny seeing uh, Tariq Cohen, like, have to sprint back to the 10-yard yeah. line just to catch it and That's have all of his momentum go towards his own end zone was such a big factor that it really sealed yeah, the deal. Yeah, he, he had a – I think I read he had a turnaround. It was like 13 or 16 yards. He had a run Oh, my. You know, and that, that's all you got to do once you're reversing the direction. All the like, momentum okay. is just, yeah, sucked out. Yep. Yeah, MVP. Anyways, back to our $100 bet. Selected by the Green Bay Packers with the 172nd overall pick in the fifth round of the 2018 Damn, really? draft. Hmm. So – I'll take um never, I'll take never it in twenties, but if you like, want to do a blue face Benji, I'm I'm cool with that. Now I'm wondering, uh, wondering if I'm thinking if it was Hunter Bradley, but I think he was in the seventh. Um, speaking of fifth round picks on punters, let's just uh, send a couple of shots at the Minnesota Vikings trading. <laughs> yeah, let's let's segue right. <laughs> oh into my that for next god! Week. Oh, just thinking about it makes me laugh. Trading a fifth round pick for a backup kicker who could punt too and then cutting ties after like two weeks and granted he missed like I think like three or four field goals in the preseason but I just I to cut ties that early just seems it's funny that he's not even a punter you know because Dan Bailey's the kicker they thought worst case scenario we'll have him be our punter but then with the Browns 
cutting Colquitt. Yeah, Pro- they went and... I guess if I were a Viking fan, I would argue well, we used a fifth round to get a Pro Bowl punter because he was a Pro Bowl alternate last year, and the Browns cut him for this undrafted guy. Really? Yep. Wow. But uh, yeah, and I, I like looking at that. It's like Randy Moss. Remember when they traded for Randy Moss like ten years ago, the second time with Brad Childress? Tra- oh yeah. For like a second or third round pick, and then they cut him like three weeks later. Wow. God, that is just and incompetence. It, it, and I like the timing's good too because we're recording on Saturday, whatever. Antonio Brown just got wow, released. Yeah, was like just before we press recorded, Adam Schefter had the official tweet and it's just what a mess but i like looking at that because you know these viking fans are saying wow it's so dumb it's like well you guys pretty much did the same thing (laughs) just on a lesser scale yeah i mean they lost a fifth and a third three weeks three weeks your fifth round pick is just gone it's just yeah i i wasn't excited but it was kind of cool because it would be neat to see the league try new things like that where this guy could hypothetically kick and punt but on top of that they have chad bb as their holder really yeah so imagine that you know that dude and that's kind of cool uh, he <laughs> seems like a more athletic than a normal kicker but him out there with chad bb who's a twitchy guy i mean you'd always have to be on the lookout for some type of trick yeah trickery you know. fake yeah all right so that wraps it up for the review of the bears game let's look forward to Minnesota next week. How do you feel about that? I feel great, honestly, because um, this defense has just shown and flashed so much. Um, I don't see there's a reason for the pressure rates to go down and for the secondary to – I mean, the secondary is going to have a large task ahead of them uh, with Thielen and Diggs, um, but their O-line is worse than the Bears – and their quarterback is not as mobile. Uh, maybe has a better arm, but still, absolutely. It, it's, I mean, it's a it's a quarterback you don't that doesn't really strike fear into you. Who uh, who seems to get happy feet once the pressure is is constant. Um, so I like our chances, and I think they're gonna. And I think while the Vikings have a, a great defense, I don't think it um, is anywhere near the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I I am very curious to see how that offensive line looks because that's been their weakness for what seems like forever. Mm-hmm. And, Spent a lot of draft capital on them now. Yeah, so and we'll I'll uh, I'll say this: for how much I do not think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, he is worlds better than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, inst- well, I mean, worlds is tough because. Um, yeah, his arm is better, but man, Trubisky. But just, especially last year, he but just sneaking out and picking up a first down with your legs, like you, you can't. What what quarterback consistently does that and is very successful in the league? I mean, I guess you could say Patrick Mahomes maybe last year, but that's an aberration. I mean, Trubisky did that a ton last year, and I think Patton knew that. So I think I think yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, Patton. I don't. I mean, I don't know for sure. You saw what Tremont said. We but wanted yeah, to make yep, Mitch exactly. a quarterback, play quarterback. Exactly. So, but That's a good point. We're, we're getting off that. Uh, I mean, I'm looking up for next week. Don't want to look too far ahead, but the Packers are minus three. Really? I didn't even know the line very, was Very, very early. It's, it's a very, very and That's usually the line. standard, though, for NFL games. Home but teams they're saying we're as good as the Vikings. That's, that's okay in my book. It's, it's very early. I'm not too concerned about the game. I think 
I, I always wish these games were later in the year. It's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer because, I mean, shoot, we played on week two last year, yeah. too. So, yeah, the two, the two division games to start is, is tough. But if, if we can get out with two wins, that is going to be so big in December. This this Chicago Bears win in Soldier Field, yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. But on top of it, this home stretch here, because I think we play like four of our first six at home, mm-hmm. and we got one of the bad ones. I think because it, it's Vikings and Eagles at home now. Yeah, well, it well it's Vikings, Denver. Oh, that's okay. And then yeah, I think yeah, it's three straight home games. Minnesota, Denver, and Philly, and Philly's a Thursday night, so that's a short week. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like that because, I mean, if getting out of the first four games two and two, pretty good. Yeah, um, and realistically, I think three and one is I I would not be surprised with three and one. Right. Um, I I assume and hope we'll beat the Broncos, and it's. Maybe two a coin two, flip the other two. Coming out of this, two and two is not is not ideal just because of how loaded the NFC is. I mean, there are legitimately ten or eleven teams you can make a case that mm. are playoff caliber. Yeah. Well, it's also very early. We'll we'll see. Right. We'll see what. But it's yeah. Like. Well, of course. Well, but look, on look paper, like the NFC is just. I just feel. Leaps and bounds better than the AFC. AFC is very top. I don't heavy. know. It's it's different. Very true. It's different because though I mean you've only got so many playoff teams. You know six six, six playoff teams. Joke. But when the top is the Patriots and the Chiefs, right? And the Chargers, if they can ever stay healthy. Yeah, you know, the Chargers. They're never gonna happen. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop trying to be cute and edgy in the preseason, saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl. It's not gonna happen. But let's just get right into that. Season, we'll just finish up with this. Season prediction, what are you thinking? Looking ahead, man, that... Uh, I mean, we don't have to go, like, game by game. Yeah, right. But, but just kind of glancing at the schedule, and I I think my prediction would be a lot different. I think a little worse if had, I, if had we had done this preseason. Mm-hmm. But, man, knowing what I saw with that defense and... Knowing what I've seen in the past with Aaron Rodgers, and again, I mentioned it, that play where 75 yards, 70 seconds, touchdown, I think I think they're going to be able to string a lot more of those together. And I'm, I know I'm a homer, but really I just – I could see them losing to the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Chargers. Oh I just – I don't like looking at games because we don't know. We right. Don't know. We don't know who these I, – I just – I would not be surprised at a, a twelve and four, Ugh. eleven and five finish. Yeah, and see, I, I, I think that's I still that's my I mean, prediction. Even look at last year, how many wins did the Patriots have? Like twelve. It's yeah. it's such a it's such and a. Their tough losses number. were so weird. I'm, yeah, I am sticking with my original prediction. I think ten and six. Yeah, the team looks good, but it like I said, if the offense gets it figured out, that would be pretty cool. But we're probably going to struggle quite a bit too but I feel I feel like this season is going to be like the first season of the office you know wow where it's it's, just it's good you see the potential it's okay you see the potential you're seeing wrinkling out the the kinks there's flashes of brilliance yeah you're seeing some connections here you know it's 
what what's going on it's with Dwight analogy. and Jim? This kind of back and forth is this is yep. this Matt and Aaron? You know, Michael Scott gets his hairline completely revamped season yeah. two. But you know, it there's there's bad and then there's good, and I think it's going to be a lot of that. It's going to be a good setup season. Maybe you get hot in the playoffs. That's the biggest thing as long as you Just make get it. get in the tournament. Nope. I think we wiggle in. I don't know if we win the North, but I, I'd say we're like a wild card team, and all you got to do is get hot. Yeah, it's insane to think, but not – like crazy to think, but realistically it's not that crazy that a 10-6 and six team could be – yeah, that was so dumb. Um, it's crazy to think that a 10-6 and six team could be on the outside looking in and come – I don't December. know. There's there's still so much so much. I know, but again, played. it's on paper the NFC is just so loaded. The North has three playoff caliber teams. The uh, West has two. The but we don't East know. has we don't know. two or three. Uh, two, sorry, two. Anyways, I don't know. It's just because we're we're not even a week into the season. We're. Like, game into the season mm-hmm. and you look at 2016 or whatever one week into the season we're saying the same thing i assume wow the nfc is so much deeper than the afc you look at the end of the year and it's the nick Foles eagles against the case yeah. vikings yeah. so there's but there's a lot of football to be played the eagles that roster and that old line is just ridiculous yeah. and they're i mean arguably you could say their roster is even is even deeper this time around but again, we'll it's see. so early and it's only on paper. But yeah, we will see. And Wentz has got to stay healthy because if Wentz goes down, they do not have a a backup like Foles again. Yep. yep. So I don't know. I'm saying ten so I'm, six, I'm maybe going, a playoff win, maybe not. I I'm I, I give her Super Bowl chances. Like, I mean, what what, what was last year? Like ten to one. I mean, I think they're going to the Super Bowl every year. Um, but this that's, year, that's thing. this year, I have even more conviction in that. Um, so I don't know. It's having a hard time between eleven and five and twelve and four. That's the thing. This the first game is a good setup because now I'm just prepared to Sucked get in. hurt. Sucked in. I'm going to get hurt. Yep. I am too excited. <laughs> too early. There's no way we can keep it up. It's. I mean, if if we don't win the Super Bowl, it's always been heart heartache mm-hmm. for us. But mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we'll just wrap it up with that. Our first episode. I'm sure everyone's gonna love it mm-hmm. we definitely um only talked about the packers didn't go off the rails at all there so um the end of the first episode kyle i'll let you send us off go back go greatest team to ever play the game even if from time to time they've been a little lame how could you ever love a team with jim mcmahon not even porky pig was as big a him they got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. 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 They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the Bears still suck. Soldier Field, they make you pay a toll. For cripes sake, they only won one lousy Super Bowl. They make fun of Wisconsin, but we don't get upset. 
Dan. That was a good effort, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but you guys, what a good effort. You guys